Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This is most likely uh, Ukrainian air defense uh, uh, systems or missiles. Uh, but again, this is not Ukraine's fault. Uh, Russia bears the responsibility for what happened in, uh, in, in Poland yesterday because this is a direct uh, result of the ongoing uh, war and the wave of uh, attacks. The uh, Secretary General of NATO, Jens Stoltenberg, earlier this week after the Missile crashed into the Polish village and tragically took two lives. And the initial reaction, the initial fear was, concern was, that it was a Russian missile fired from Russia or potentially Belarus. They're not telling us where it originated. It could be Belarus. That's the uh, Russian ally in the, in the war. But the concern was that it would have been come from the Russians either directly or indirectly, and that would engage NATO because of Articles 4 and 5 of the NATO alliance. One is attacked, they all respond. But now the uh, thinking is, and we've heard it expressed, heard it yesterday, that it really was an S-300, which is an old Soviet missile, that uh, Ukraine is using, and they're trying to shoot down the Russian missiles. The Russians' uh, attacks on uh, on Ukraine are absolutely barbaric, and they're trying to destroy the infrastructure, the just the the living infra- infrastructure heading into into winter. So there's that that's going on. Also, there is the question of just how much support, and I hope this isn't happening. Publicly, leaders are saying it isn't, but is there some waning support? for Ukraine among, or at least spending money, as much money as has been spent on Ukraine among some leaders, some people who are in leadership positions but aren't national leaders. And I'm talking about General Milley, who's the chairman of the Joint Chiefs in the United States military. And he said a couple of days ago that he thought perhaps this was a good time for Ukraine and uh, Russia to negotiate, but Ukraine would have to be realistic and understand they would have to give up some territory. You know what? If that dude's my general of my army and he's talking about it being realistic to give up your territory, I don't want him leading my troops. I'm not sure which direction he'd be leading them in, forwards or backwards. Just 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 upset me. Alexander Sherba is the former Ukraine ambassador to Austria. Also diplomat uh, to the United States. He was a diplomat at large, ambassador at large during the 2014 invasion of Ukraine by Putin and his mob. And he's the author of Ukraine versus Darkness. Well, Alexander, it can't be uh, it can't be encouraging when you have uh, General Milley, the the chair of the Joint Chiefs, suggesting that Ukraine negotiate with Putin and be ready to give up territory. Well, it's not encouraging for sure, especially from a good man like uh, General Milley, uh, who was on the right side of this whole story from the very beginning, at least uh, as far as I read his statements, uh, he should understand that the only um, uh, room for negotiations right now uh, with, with the Russian position as it is right now is how much freedom, how much land and how much uh, Ukrainian people will be fed uh, to Putin. And, uh, of course, we won't uh, do that, especially because uh, there is only one kind of uh, countries that uh, cede territory and cede 
uh, and sacrifice their people. It's the countries that uh, lose wars. We are not losing this war. Militarily, we are winning the war. Unfortunately, uh, Putin uh, decided to uh, to actually to go even lower and uh, to uh, try to destroy uh, the civilian infrastructure of the country and to doom Ukraine to spend the winter without electricity and heating. Uh, well, it's uh, it's a realization we have to come to terms first, but. I don't hear from anybody in the government, in the civil society, wherever, um, any word about, you know, ceding territory and starting negotiations about that. The Washington Post is reporting that Russia has reached agreement with Iran to begin the manufacture of hundreds of unmanned weaponized aircraft on Russian soil. And uh, they say that U.S. and other Western security agencies are the source of this information. You're aware of that, right? Well, I read it, yeah. So, what, I mean, hundreds more of these drones and unmanned attack aircraft to attack, attack your, um, your infrastructure, the need for air defense systems just exponentially increases, doesn't it? Absolutely. And uh, there is nothing unrealistic about this, you know, expectation on our side. You know, many, many countries in Europe who are at peace right now and don't have this ur urgent need to defend their airspace have Patriot systems, have uh, other systems uh, providing for their security and more. Um, the United States uh, has lots of them, so why not share it uh, with Ukraine in this uh, existential fight between good and evil? It's just so clear uh, where these, you know, air defense systems should be, uh, at, at which point on the globe this air defense system should be right now. So any delay in that is just incomprehensible for me, quite frankly, and I hope that uh, um, that that uh, the world will realize, even if there is some delay, even if um, someone uh, tries, you know, to force Ukraine to, you know, uh, cede territory by, you know, uh, delaying these deliveries, it won't work. Uh, as as our foreign minister said, if necessary, we'll fight with spades. It's it's just a matter of uh, how many people will die and freeze to death because of you know uh, uh, maybe indecisiveness of some Western politicians. Yeah, the Latvians and people should pay attention to this. Latvia is warning that all the countries bordering Russia are in danger. So I'd like your thoughts on that. But do you believe that uh, expansionism is still in Putin's mind? Uh, I was talking to a military expert earlier this morning, just in a private conversation. And what he said to me was, Putin is holding back, still has a lot of his uh, best equipment and maybe his best trained troops are not in this fight yet. And, uh, and he may be wanting to use those to take on uh, or at least take over territory in some of the other countries that are bordering Russia. What do you think? Well, uh, I don't believe that. Uh, Putin's best uh, have been destroyed in the first uh, three, four months of this war in vicinity of Kiev, Chernihiv, uh, uh, because 
uh, you know, we grew up in the Soviet Union. We knew who are the best, and the best is uh, Tamanska Division. Uh, uh, the best is the um, uh, the uh, paratroopers from Pskov, and they were all there. We saw them, and we destroyed them. You know, so this notion that Putin, for some indescribable, unclear reason, is holding back. It's just what Putin wants the world to believe. We, uh, I am absolutely, uh, I absolutely agree with the, with our commander in chief Valery Zaluzhny, who says we have destroyed the professional, at least the big part of Ukraine, Russia's professional army. Now they are trying to, uh, and we will come to terms with the amateurish army that they are, they are sending right now, civilians who they are recruiting right now. It's. Uh, it's a colossus on 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 you know this uh, uh, what's the expression uh, weak feet. <laughs> yeah. Um, so disinformation campaign. I mean, this was going. To, it's been going on for some time anyway. They've already they're, they're doing that. The Russians are trying. Haven't been. I don't think they've been particularly successful at it. Looking at the response from the West, but it is a continuing effort to, to create disinformation and place themselves into a different light, like complaining. Uh, that uh, that Ukraine is firing missiles when what re Ukraine is doing is shooting missiles at the Russian missiles, trying to shoot them down before they kill civilians and damage infrastructure. Civilians, how are the people of Ukraine managing? I'm talking about families. I'm talking about neighborhoods, people in towns, electricity's down, infrastructure is under constant attack. It's getting colder. How are the people of Ukraine doing? Well, we all civilians here on the ground, we are facing one and the same question. Are we ready to go and to spend this winter without things that we are used to, electricity, uh, heating, uh, uh, some minimal level of comfort? And quite frankly, nobody knows for sure. Uh, nobody in modern history faced this kind, you know, of challenge. Uh, but everybody on his on her or her personal level is trying, you know, to get ready to do whatever uh, we can do. And uh, it helps us a little bit that uh, many of us are um, city folk in the first generation. So we have uh, homes in the in the in the vicinity of the cities and dachas and whatever. So I do hope, I do believe that I know that my family is ready. I know that the families of my family of my friends are ready. And uh, I, I do believe in Ukraine that whatever comes, uh, you know, we civilians, we uh, uh, might face uh, a little bit of what our Ukrainian soldiers have been facing from day one of this war. No uh, water, no electricity, no heating. And I think we owe to our army, our heroic army, um, to accept this challenge and to be ready for that, not to say, no, we give up. Nobody is saying that in Ukraine. Alexander, we've been talking about the energy crisis in Europe on this program. And we've heard great concern about Europeans maybe having to do with a maybe an hour or two of blackouts in the winter, having their, their uh, interior of the buildings kept to 19 degrees Celsius in Germany. And I'm thinking about that. And I'm thinking about what, what Ukrainians are, are ready and prepared to do to protect their country, and they'll do anything. You just told us. They'll do anything. 19 degrees doesn't matter. They're not looking at 19 degrees. They're looking at survival and beating the enemy. So th I just that's just something I wanted to say. 
If we look – and feel free to, to, to comment on that. But let me ask you this as well. This last week, with the missile components falling onto a Polish village, killing two people, and everything that was said after that, the concern that maybe it would cause NATO to um, engage or at least consider engaging Articles 4 and 5 of the Treaty of the Alliance, what – what do you think? You're, an, you're a former ambassador. What was going on in the background after, with all of this going on this week? Well, quite frankly, uh, first of all, uh, our heart goes out to these uh, poor families who lost uh, their dear ones in Poland. Uh, and it was the day when uh, uh, missiles were raining uh, on Ukrainian cities uh, all over the country. And uh, unfortunately, not only Ukrainians died on that day, but also these uh, two uh, Poles. And uh, Poland has been nothing but uh, uh, supportive uh, from the from the day one. And just it's amazing how how Poland uh, showed itself during this war. And there are flowers laying in in, in front of the of the of the Polish uh, embassy here in Kiev, and, and people people are bringing more and more. Of course, when 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 this news uh, uh, when I found out about this, I uh, immediately thought what 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 would be reaction of, uh, of 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 the NATO. But quite frankly, I was always somewhat a bit of uh, NATO skeptic, uh, and I was criticized for that for many years. Quite frankly, in the diplomatic service, I was skeptical about even if it was Russian uh, missile. Uh, uh, I, I was skeptical whether uh, the West would uh, find courage, you know, to really uh, go to the war, to direct war, direct conflict with with, with Russia. Uh, but um, you know, uh, I hope also it doesn't go the other way that Ukraine gets blamed and uh, the West pulls back from this uh, war. It just it's it's the functions. Uh, of our countries are very clear, uh, of the NATO and Ukraine are very clear in this war. Ukraine is fighting and bleeding and giving everything. Uh, the NATO is giving a lot too, financially, militarily, morally. And I do hope that people uh, in the NATO countries realize that they are, in a way, under attack too. Yes, uh, Russian former president uh, uh, Medvedev and uh, Putin's deputy in uh, National Defense Council, uh, Dmitry Medvedev, uh, said today that Ukrainians are insects. They are that are trying to, you know, thinking about you know reconquering their territory. Whereas uh, Kiev is a Russian town and will always be. Uh, they are not thinking about you as insects, but believe me, you are. Th- they are thinking about the West. Uh, unfavorably. They are not your friends and they are thinking about hurting you too. And they have been this way for quite a while. You haven't just noticed it. It's not because of Ukraine that they, they and they didn't change it. Just it, they hid it successfully for quite a while and until now. So it's our common struggle, common fight. And if we pull together, we will definitely win. Tell us about uh, your your army. How you, you know, we, we know that you've done tremendously well, took it, taken on the Russians um, and, and, and driven them back and driven them back and driven them back. How close are you to getting them backed up against their own border? Uh, well, 
in this war, uh, Ukraine has always uh, out of, outperformed the expectations and Russia always underperformed the expectations. It, it has been this way from, from day one. And uh, the other thing about this war is that Ukrainian army always surprised uh, and, 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 and struck uh, uh, where it didn't, nobody expected or uh, struck in a way that wasn't expected. So we don't know what will happen next on the, on the front uh, line. We don't know, but we are absolutely sure that this uh, trend will remain the same. Russia will, uh, will, will be weaker than expected and Ukraine will outperform because simply because we know what we fight for and just, yeah. you know, you should see these soldiers, that uh, these 10 uh, young men that uh, we see on our streets right now, they are, you know, they are just the um, the true elite of this nation. They uh, yeah. are absolutely, you know, heroes, and people come to them and thank them, and they glow. And this is this is something that I know it's not happening and will never happen in Russia or in any okay. country in the world. I think, Alexander, I, I have so to. I have to. We, we will win. I don't know where. <laughs> okay, I have to jump in just for the time. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.